Sports 1498 3FM Studios in Spartanburg, South Carolina. Gentlemen, start your engines. Impex Pre-Owned presents Start Your Engines. Find your next car, truck, or SUV at Impex Pre-Owned on Asheville Highway in Boiling Springs and ImpexPreOwned.com. Here's your racing team for today. Show producer, Ronnie Black. Author and veteran motor sports journalist, Deb Williams. Local action from winning car builder and owner, Alan Hill. Former NASCAR team manager and author, Greg Moore. And now, here's your host for Start Your Engines. Racing historian and author, Harry Allen Wood. Good morning and welcome to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports 1498.3 FM on a gorgeous May the 1st. And uh, I don't think anything's going to get rained out today, Alan. Uh, no, we sure did have a lot of rain last Saturday, though. Got rained out at Harris and uh, Cherokee Speedway, so maybe we'll get some racing in tonight. I believe we will. Good morning, Greg. Well, good morning. And uh, we... Uh, the, the weather cooperated real good at Talladega, and I talked to my government secretary, and he said they hit they, they hit a triple home run or whatever. Well, I, I gotta say that the uh, Xfinity race was rained out for the finish. They didn't finish it, so uh, well, it I, wasn't exactly a perfect <laughs> perfect, perfect weekend. weekend. But but the Cup race, the did Cup have race good weather was and, good, and, and, and it was it was a, it was a good race. Uh, there was a little teaming up that went along and everything. and Always is. And it always is. And, and Wood Brothers, this is no doubt, and people will tell you, Wood Brothers had the fastest car, but they didn't win the race. Well, that's the way it goes sometimes. That's what happened. Another second, racing. another second place for D. Benedetto, who uh, Greg had picked. Good morning, Ronnie. Good morning. Welcome back. Um, it's always fun to be back. And it is gorgeous out there. It, it, weather could not be more perfect and uh we've got a lot to cover today we've got a packed show greg has got us a whole bunch of good guests he didn't he didn't stop with just one or two he's got three and a and uh you know uh a actual display that uh if you go to applebee's at uh well i don't know probably after 11 o'clock but this show's over at 12 one of bud moore's uh Mustangs is going to be there on display, but it's in the colors of some gentlemen by the name of uh, Tim Oliver and Dale Sales. Greg, uh, what's the story with them? Well, the story is that Dale Sales uh, has brought a, a couple of restored cars up there, Trans Am stuff, you know, and we don't cover much Trans Am, but historical guys like Barnett, they think the world of it because you had Penske and Don Hugh and everything. Make a long story short, these guys love. David Pearson, Spartanburg, Ford guys, Ronald, I mean, the whole, the whole deal. They're, they're, they're true Southerners, the nicest gentlemen in the world. And, and the car looks a little bit different, painted with Pepsi on it. But the serial number, the paperwork, yeah, you, I looked at it. Me and Perry looked at it at the shop for just a second. And uh, we got people can come by and look at it and, 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 at Applebee's. But if you're going to come look at it, come in and spend some money. But... but uh, yeah, all me and Perry and Alan and Ron, we, we, we've had a pretty rough week. 
uh, chasing people around, but we get it done. The uh, funny thing was when we were coming in, we always just happened to come by the old Budmore Engineering shop on the way, and Greg says, uh, have we got an extra minute or so? And I said, well, no, Greg, we really don't. And he said, well, they're right here in front of the shop. And they were... <laughs> it was really a surprise for y'all. It was. Well, all I, had to, I said, well, Greg, all I got to do is pull off the side of the road. Just, I thought we had to go someplace and track them down, and we didn't have time for that. But they did unload it and take some pictures in front of the shop where it was born. Right. And, uh, and it's and pretty cool. Those pictures will be up on the, the website today. I hope so. I sent them to Lanny to see if he can get them up there. So and Lanny uh, does it. A- jam up job for us yeah let's go ahead and thank him we appreciate everything lanny does for us we had some snafus with the show last week and uh he uh i dropped off the flash drive and he took care of everything and i listened to the show and it, except for about the last 30 seconds of ken strader it sounded good our other guest today greg who else did you get for 11 o'clock well kale kale was gonna do it who did you get we got we got Terry Labonte picked up on the first ring, and he said, you know, he 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 won Southern Five Hundred twice, like at the start of his career and the end of his career. That was his first win. Yeah, and yeah, he super guy, two time champion, two championships, Hall of Fame, Hall of Fame, and then 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 we got the president of Darlington, Kerry Tharp. That'll be at eleven twenty. At eleven twenty. And probably at twenty to twelve or whatever for for just a few minutes we're going to interview uh, Dale and Tim Oliver or one of them for 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 a little while, but uh, we, we got it under control. And like I say, uh, the, uh, the only thing that it was a surprise was the little deal in front of the shop. Otherwise, I being me and Larry, uh, we 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 knew the whole game plan. But I, I didn't know that, but we had enough time to do it. We just pulled off the side of the road and took a couple of pictures. And, uh, Alan, how'd we do picking a winner last week? Uh, pitiful. <laughs> <laughs> so, got close, but, uh, that two car come on through there. Yeah. Kind of, kind of wondered, you know, that two car was a good pusher all day long. And I don't know why the 21 give up on him at but he did. He moved up and it was a mistake. That was a mistake. It really was. I think I think and he, he led the only lap that counted. Well, he only he led part of that lap. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he led the part of the lap that counted. <laughs> you know, I I, I, I I made one call to Leonard Wood which I, I didn't get a return on it, but I think that was a spotter mistake as much as it was his called you know, they'll say the outside line fast. You know, take it if you need it. Well, he needed to stay where he was. And Blaney had pushed him around and just done everything in the world. But time come to go, uh, the, 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 the Penske teams and Woods as a, a satellite Penske team and everything, uh, you're there to win at all costs. And things just happen. And the fastest car, which was uh, the Wood Brothers, didn't win. But everybody agreed, NASCAR and everybody, they had the fastest car at Talladega. Well, well, that's uh, just another example. As much as a individual sport as racing is, it's also a team sport. And somebody on your team can make a mistake and cost you. Well, it was an exciting race. They... Uh, they had some real good racing, and they also had some pretty exciting action there. If, uh, and I noticed that after Kesla, um, 
Logano got airborne there in the third turn. He uh, he's come out this week for for safety. You know, <laughs> that's kind of you know where was he when everybody else was wrecking? But him, you know, I didn't hear him screaming about safety then. But he didn't get hurt. I mean, that car's. I don't know how they could make him much safer. Uh, but if you were sitting where uh, Bubba Wallace was sitting, I mean, that was one exciting shot he had because he just. I mean, it actually. Looked like it took off maybe the top of that frame rail or, or something that they used to keep him on the ground. And uh, he went right under uh, Logano and with nothing to spare. Well, I, I think Bubba had the quote of the day after the race talking about first time he ever had a car land on him. Yeah. Well, it, 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 he slipped right under it. It didn't, it didn't quite. It could have been a, a disaster. I mean, looking at it. When it was coming down, I don't know how he could have possibly got under there, but he was he was as low as he could get on the track, and uh, it worked out. Well, another thing, too, he was running, and that view out the windshield with car camera was just unbelievable. Yeah. And, and uh, Bubba had a good car. He could have won the race. If he had, that would have been great. Uh, I almost picked him, but, you know, uh, you don't know who's going to win Talladega with all the wrecks and everything that happens. It's... Uh, it's a crapshoot every time. Now, the day before in the ARCA race, um, they uh, had a pretty bad crash on the backstretch. And the gentleman's name that was in the accident was uh, Derek Lancaster, I think's his name. Yeah, he's from uh, Christiansburg, Virginia, up there where uh, Jabe Thomas is from and Ronnie Thomas. But I've got a. He was hospitalized. He got out of the car with help and was standing there. But he's in the hospital in a... It was in critical condition. Now, I haven't had an update lately. But uh, he uh, wasn't square on uh, Tim Dollar, I think that's the kid's name, Bumper. And when he came off turn two, he sort of was trying to bump draft and uh, got into the wall. And he hit it hard. I mean, he took like a right-hand turn and hit the wall with a safer barrier or not. And when he did, what do you think happened there, Alan? It knocked the fuel pump off because it it, it literally exploded. It just was totally consumed in flames. Well, I don't know about the ARCA cars, but a lot of times we used to run the fuel pumps down on the right front of the car. And you used to have to notch the frame out for the fuel pump. And if that motor moved any at all or your frame may have moved a little bit. But, uh, you know, you, you NASCAR cars, boys, nowadays, they go off the back of the camshaft. And they go to a, uh, like a little turning deal that goes to the fuel tank. And it pumps the fuel from there to keep them from having the, the same thing happen. But I don't, I haven't checked on these ARCA cars yet to see if they've actually went to that. And they, they may still run the stop fuel pump on the right front corner. Well, well you know, NASCAR bought ARCA. Yeah. So I imagine they've incorporated a lot of the safety from ARCA or from NASCAR into ARCA. I don't know that. Uh, maybe Deb and, can tell us something about that. And you know a lot of our dry sump pumps, on as far as the pan, oil pans now, they pull, they scavenge the oil off the bottom of the pan. And he could have sheared one of them lines off there whenever he, you know, motor moved a little bit and uh, sheared it off and... Hot oil gets on the header, and next thing you know, you got a fire, and next thing you know, it just keeps on multiplying out. Well, it was blazing, and uh, his wife, Beth, has been uh, giving updates on social media, but I don't have one here. 
since uh, April 24th. Yeah, six days ago was the last report. Yeah, and she said that uh, he was on a ventilator at that time with uh, while they assessed the lung damage. And he would be on the ventilator for at least 48 hours. He had second and third degree burns of both arms, neck, and face. Nothing internal as far as breaks or bleeding or anything like that. And uh, and they're taking him. They took him to a trauma unit so they could uh, keep a good eye on, on him. And um, he was being flown as of that date to uh, the burn center at the University of Alabama. So uh, I mean, it was maybe when we get uh, Deb Williams on here a little later, she'll have an update for us. She might. She might have something to say. Uh, they were expecting to be on the ventilator. Now, this is an update from Monday, April 26th. So this is a little newer. says that they were, uh, um, he was still in criti- critical condition and on, was going to be on a ventilator for another two to four days. And uh, he's 48 years old, so he's not the youngest driver out there. But um, his name is Derek Lancaster, and uh, we wish him a... Speedy recovery. It might be a long one for him. By the way, that race was won by Corey Heim. We might as well get to Arca real quick here. Uh, Dave Mater the third was second. They had a lot of crashes in that race, and uh, as Arca sometimes always does, the uh, point standings. Corey Heim. They've had three races, and he's won two of them. Drew Drew Dollar. I think I said Tim Dollar. Drew Dollar is second. Kyle Siege is third. Ty Gibbs. Uh, uh, Joe Gibbs' grandson is fourth, and Thad Moffitt is fifth. So uh, they run today at one thirty in Kansas. Now, there's a whole lot of nasty weather out west, and Texas is getting hammered again like it seems like they always do. But it actually looks like it's clearing out a little bit, and and Kansas looks dry as it can be. So I think... Uh, I think the ARCA race will go off at one thirty today and the trucks uh, a little later on. I'll give the TV um, a rundown a little bit later. But anyway, a lot of racing today. They, they got in a lot last week. Uh, we'll talk about Jeremy Clements, who actually was running 14th when the rains came. They didn't even attempt to drive the track. They just pretty much called it. But he still moved up a spot in the standings to 8th. So that worked out real well for him. Um, Jeremy's uh, continuing to excel. His next race, well, the next race for Xfinity will be at Darlington, where he really likes the track, and um, he's looking forward to it. And he's got a throwback Dale Jarrett paint scheme, which, uh, you know, if you like the way the UPS cars used to look with Dale Jarrett, which I didn't particularly like those paint jobs, but uh, he's got one, and it looks good on the number 51. For Jeremy's sake, I'll say that it looks pretty good. And uh, um, All South Electric is the main sponsor there. So instead of UPS, it's got AES. So uh, we're going to take our first break and come back and let uh, Alan catch us up on everything that went on last week, which might not have been too much. So, uh, But he can tell us what's happening today, and it should be a full slate. You're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox 1498.3 FM. Start Your Engines will be back after this quick pit stop on Fox Sports 1498.3 FM. 
Impex Pre-Owned is raising the bar in the car industry. Impex is a different kind of dealership, family-owned and operated. Jamie Nodine and his wife, Rita, are Boiling Springs natives and proud to be serving the Boiling Springs, Inman, and Spartanburg communities. Jamie handpicks every vehicle and posts the best prices up front at ImpexPreOwned.com. Find the car, truck, or SUV of your dreams at a price you can afford at Impex Pre-Owned. Asheville Highway, Boiling Springs. Don't just stream it, drive it at Impex Pre-Owned. For scores, high school football schedules, articles, and everything going on here at the station, download our app today. Just search Fox Sports 1400 either at the Apple Store or via Google Play now. You already know Palmetto Spirits is the place to go for wine, fine bourbons, and home bar essentials. But Palmetto Spirits is also the perfect place to pick up your favorite local craft brews like RJ Rockers, crowd-pleasing Budweiser brands, and world-famous imports like Stella Artois, Modelo, and Corona. Whether you're in search of the ideal wine pairing or the ideal gift Jim and the staff at Palmetto Spirits will get it in your hands Palmetto Spirits, located at the corner of Reedville and Anderson Mill Roads Make Phillips and Long Fuel Chesney your source for propane in Spartanburg County They offer propane for hot water heaters, cooking, and heat. They can fill your grill tank and get you ready for grilling season. Not only do they sell propane, but they sell a large variety of propane accessories such as grill tanks and other appliances that run on propane. If your propane tank is running low, call and they'll have it filled within one business day. Call them at 864-461-8511. That's Phillips and Long Fuel, located at 421 South Alabama Avenue in Chesney. Keep it here all baseball season long for the Braves, Gamecocks, and just a bit outside. He tried the corner and missed. Just a bit outside, presented by Phillips and Line Fuel of Chesney, has a new day and time. All four. Anthony Greer and Jordan Farrell will recap all the action on the diamond after the Gamecocks wrap on Sundays. All eight. Right here on your home for local baseball coverage. How can these guys lay off pitches that close? Fox Sports 1498.3 FM. Image Printing is the only shop in the upstate that prints signage, decals, banners, t-shirts, wide format printing, full color paper printing, and offers graphic design services all in-house. And now Image Printing is offering custom t-shirts with no minimum quantity. That's right. Image Printing now offers direct-to-garment printing, which means you can get your design printed on a t-shirt, whether you want one or 1,000. Visit Image Printing at 845 California Ave, across the street from the Spartanburg County Detention Center. Call 864-583-8848. So you've heard me tell you these past few months about the best snack store in Spartanburg, Colonel Time. Well, now it's even better. Try over 80. That's right, 80 different flavors of the best sweet and savory popcorn I've ever had. They've got ice cream, chocolates, gummies, rock candy, and now they've got sauces and jellies. Did I mention ice cream cakes? This place has everything, and when we want to have a movie night at our house, or reward a good report card, or just want something sweet like our favorite, the Oreo popcorn, our family goes to Colonel Time on Reedville Road. Welcome back. I gotta get Tyler or somebody to get hysteria off of there. I don't. I don't know what it is, and I don't like it. So, uh, well, that's up to you. Well, I'm, I'm easy. Well, I don't know how to do it. I don't know how to because we uh, the other songs they we come back from commercial on are okay, but I, I just don't know much about that one. But it's uh, we tend to be a little more old school. Well, we need to get money for the money man, Alan uh, Hill, who's going to tell us uh, about what's going on locally and if anything went on last week. Uh, nothing went on last week as far as last Saturday night. Uh, Harrison, like I said, Cherokee got rained out, but we're going to start off with last night at Traverse Rest Speedway. 
one of our local tracks here. We're going to start off with the 602 Thunder Series. First place went to John Price. Second went to Lee Cooper. Third went to Chastain Blackwell. Fourth went to Justin Mintz. And fifth went to David Smith. Glad to see them boys pulling them super late mall cars back in over here at our local tracks mm-hmm. like Travis Reston Harris. Uh, we're going to move over to the Cruces Super Stock Series. Uh, Kyle Cooper, first place. Second place, Chris Jackson. Third, Timmy Smith. Fourth, Jesse Wall. Fifth, Chris Davis. On to the Thunder Bombers. Thunder Bomber, first place, went to Blake Bentley. Second, went to Kyle Geis. Third, went to Jason Edmonds. Fourth, went to Dustin Mars. Fifth, went to Timmy Smith. In the Young Guns feature, first place went to Chase Stevens. Second, went to Caden Presnell. Third, went to Preston Kelly. Fourth, went to Skylar Jennings. Fifth, went to Kaylee Laws. In the Renegade A feature, first place went to Wally Fowler. Okay. <laughs> He he, is this the, the new car? Yep, that's the new car. Well, I told you he finished second last week. Yep. I told you if he started up on that front row, he's going to be hard to beat. And uh, he showed out last night from what I can understand. Well, that's great. I always pull for Wally. Second place, Michael Barbary. Third, Donnie Atkins. Fourth, Tony Pierce. Fifth, Scott Cannon. And the Thunder Bomber. First place went to Justin Mintz. Second went to Stetson Todd. Third went to Blaine Edwards. Fourth went to Scott Hendricks. And fifth went to Chris Lawson. In the extreme four, first place went to Trent Blackwell. Second went to Randy Hill. Third went to Chris Coggins. Fourth went to Bradley Williams. Fifth went to Dean Riddle. In the pure stock division, first place went to Mikey Brock. Second went to Michael Hedden. Third went to Dwayne Worley. Fourth went to Jason McGrew. Fifth went to Showtime Nathan Pierce. And now we're going to move up uh, to, let's go on up to uh, Gastonia Speedway. They got they got a little bit of racing in, so right. we're going to start off with uh, Young Guns. Jacob Hayes, first place. Second, Hunter Wallace. Third, Kelly Wallace. Fourth, Skylar Howard. Fifth, Evan White. And the Thunder Sportsman Division. First place went to Brandon Dockery. Second went to Luke Edison. Third went to Justin Fyth. Fourth went to Brandon White. Fifth went to Tyler Bean. In the Carolina Sprint Car Series, first place went to Jeff Oliver. Second went to Daniel Oliver. Third went to Brandon McLean. Fourth went to Frank Peters. Fifth went to Mike Sellers. Now, when you say sprint cars, is that like the sprint car I have in my, my mind? I mean, like uh, an open wheel USAC looking thing? Yep, but uh, sometimes they bring these boys in there and they've either got these crate motors in there. It's not like you uh, think like uh, the ones that run out, the Knoxville Nationals mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But uh, sometimes they'll bring them in here. Are they winged? Uh, sometimes they are, sometimes they ain't. Okay. So, uh, All right. I hadn't... Uh, checked into these boys lately. Uh, moving on to the Hornets division. First place went to Jonathan Sratt. Second went to Scott Collinger. Third went to TJ Slack. Fourth went to Anthony Dallas. Fifth went to Shannon Barnell. And the Carolina Sprint Cars. Okay, let's move over to the Super Sportsman. I'm sorry, got backed up there. <laughs> Super Sportsman. First place went to Brandon White. Second went to Josh Wilkerson. Third went to Andrew Baker. Fourth went to Jason Denny. 
fifth went to Bailey Lofton in the Pro 4 main division. First place went to Sparks Paris. Second went to Barrett, Barrett Bishop. Third went to Jacob Kinder. Fourth went to A.J. Barker. Fifth went to Curtis Bishop. In the Thunder Bomber division, first place went to Jonathan Henson. Second went to Hunter Thunderbird. Third went to Justin Truitt. Fourth went to Jason Scruggs. Fifth went to Joshua Lucas. Whoops. Next picture was a picture of Lake Greenwood this morning. <laughs> Pretty sunrise. <laughs> That's where, uh, Obviously, uh, Alan's doing this on his phone. <laughs> yeah, my daughter sent me to this this morning, and uh, that is on the lake this morning. I could give you all a fishing report. Danny and Jay are down there fishing this morning on Lake Greenwood. All but, right, uh, well, we, if we have time. <laughs> but we're going to move over to Harris Speedway tonight. Going to be a good night of racing up there. From what I see, this evening, they're going to have the Run What You Brung crowd up there, the 602 Late Models, Renegade. Great Sportsman, Thunder Bomber, Pure Stock, uh, Future, Thunder Bomber Futures, and the Young Guns Division. Pits will be $30 to get in. Stands is going to be 15 Kids 12 and under free. Gates are going to open up at 4 p.m. today. Driver's meeting is going to be at 6.30. Okay. Also, Cherokee Speedway. They got a new division coming out here. They call this the Sharp. Uh, chassis division. It's going to be like a super late mile car, but it's kind of going to be like uh, the l- Legends cars that run up at Charlotte. Oh, yeah? The, the body style like that? But No, they're going to have the body style of the super late models. Okay. But they're going to have a chassis and all of kind of like the deal that they have at Charlotte. With I got the, the smaller versions. Yeah. And I don't know if these cars, I don't know if these cars are going to have the motorcycle motors engines in them or not. But we'll we'll figure out after today. Are there a lot of them? I mean, uh, I mean, a lot of people building those things. I think they, they are. I mean, they must if they got a new division. If they got a new division, they're going to bring them out. But uh, also on hand, they're going to have the six oh four late models. They're going to have the super sportsman division. They're going to have the stock four division, thunder bombers, extreme four. And Young Guns V8. Also, uh, up there, they're going to have somebody put up a little bit of extra money. They're going to pay $1,000 in the Super Sportsman Division. Also, the 604 Late Models, Thunder Bombers, Stock 4, Young Guns, and V8s, and Extreme 4, $400 to win. Uh, driver's meeting there is going to be at uh, 7 o'clock. Gates are going to open there at 4.30. And uh, as far as uh, local racing, that's pretty much what we're going to have on our local scene here this evening. Well, that's a lot. To, that's a lot. Sounds yeah. like a pretty full schedule. Well, uh, lot, weather's good for it, as far as you know. So you'll need your whole 20 minutes next week to tell us what happened this week and what's going to happen next week. week. Also, uh, getting into the super late malls, uh, Jonathan Superman Davenport. He's been on a tear. He won up at Kentucky last night. Okay. Uh, brother sent me, said, uh, big feature race up there. He led about the last 100 foot of the race. Outrun Tim McCready. Last 100 feet? Last 100 feet. <laughs> Tim McCready led every lap. Kind of like... Uh, Keselowski. Uh, kind of like Keselowski did, didn't that's, I? And that's all that matters whenever you uh, get to the checkered flag first. Yeah, well... 
that it? That's pretty much it. What's biting this morning out at Lake Greenwood? Uh, <laughs> I've, I've done seen of uh, crappies biting pretty good down there on Lake Murray this morning. Lake uh, Murray, okay. I mean, not Lake Murray, Lake Greenwood, oh. but uh, they got a, a real pretty sunrise coming up down there at Lake Greenwood. And Man, uh, I, my eyes were closed when that was going on. <laughs> but that is, a, that is a pretty picture. All right, well, we got a few extra minutes here. Thank you, Alan. And uh, we appreciate that. We can uh, go over and cover some of this other uh, series and uh, save more time for Tim and Dale because we sort of squeezed them in after Carrie Tharp. So, uh, of course, we touched on the cup race just now. And uh, Brad Keselowski led the last little bit. He was the winner driving for Roger Penske. Remember the old days when me and... uh, Nelson used to fight over who'd get Keselowski. Now, this week, nobody took him. So, uh, um, second was William Byron driving for Hendricks. Third was Malcolm. Michael McDowell. Almost said Malcolm. <laughs> but, you know, this was real good for him because he got a bunch of points. And uh, he was like the last place of the guys that uh, have won a race. Right. I'll do the standards in just a second. But this had to be a big help for him. Fourth was Kevin Harvick, who didn't hit anything for a change and uh, actually had a pretty decent race. Fifth was the man that Greg says should have won it. Greg picked him, and that's Matt D. Benedetto, who uh, did run an awfully strong race. He, uh, uh, I was like to see if I could see how many. Yeah, he led, uh, he led 28 laps, which isn't bad. In fact, I think it looks like he led more than anybody. So, uh, sixth, Kaz Grala. In car number 16, that's the uh, that's one of the colleague cars. And uh, there was an article I read on the Internet this week about colleague is going to hit a uh, cup full steam next year with, uh, well, he didn't say with what and who was going to be his drivers. But he's um, if he does as well as he's been doing in uh, Xfinity, he'll, he'll be a factor. And, you know, had a decent finish last week. That car came from 38th to 6th. Um, seventh was Tyler Reddick. Eighth, Austin Dillon. Ninth, Ryan Blaney, and 10th, Cole Custer. Um, Bubba Wallace actually led 16 laps, had a dadgum good race, but ended up uh, 19th. Not a real great finish. So let's skip over here real quick and look at how the standings. Of course, we did have our normal crashes. Quinn Hoff stuffed one into the backstretch wall, and of course, Logano had his flip on lap 59. Eric Jones was in a crash. And, uh, you know, they had that one wreck there, Alan, with, uh, and all you boys, I don't mean to just settle on Alan, but uh, they had that one wreck on the front straightaway with uh, both of Gibbs' cars, um, not the 19 and the 11. And they, I mean, they looked like they were stuffed into the wall, and they came back and ran with the leaders like nothing had happened. I, what is the deal with that? I mean, was that just luck or? I don't. I don't understand how a car could hit that hard and not uh, be damaged to where the. Because I figured they were done. Barry, I have to agree with you 100. Uh, percent I thought they were too. That that was per. There was some things that happened, you know, in that race that that, that were amazing. Uh, but like I say, that's off to, to to the safety that's been incorporated in racing, even in Formula One and stuff. And well, uh, not even the safety, uh, the toughness of the cars. I mean, those cars should have been out, and it didn't even seem to slow them down. And they were they were nosed into the wall, going sideways at 
180 something miles an hour and they still uh um you know managed to uh have a good finish so let's look at the point standings that sounds like deb calling in a little early again uh but the point standings of course leading is martin truex with two wins then after that is joey logano william byron ryan delaney brad keselowski kyle larson christopher bell Michael McDowell, who actually slipped past Alex Bowman. And those are your guys with one win. Um, after that, you got Denny Hamlin, Kevin Harvick, Chase Elliott, Kyle Busch, Austin Dillon, Chris Busher, and Ricky Stenhouse. So uh, those are the guys that would be in the chase if it started today. Let's, uh, let's take a break. We'll come back. I'll answer Deb. And you're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg. Ricky's Drive-In West and Little Rick's East on Asheville Highway are your go-to stops for chili dogs, cheeseburgers, and so much more. Right now, all combos are just $6, and all kids' meals are just $3. And it's easier than ever to take advantage of these deals with their convenient drive through Do you have a big appetite or several mouths to feed? Ask for the drive through special. Ten hot dogs, a large fry, and a gallon of tea for just $22.99. Ricky's Drive-In West on Blackstock Road and Little Rick's East on Asheville Highway. The drive through is open. If you're riding around in your car listening to a game and your car radio sounds like this, and you want it to sound like this, there's the pass to Leitner. Puts it up. Then you need to visit Elite Audio on Asheville Highway. Elite Audio sells and installs premium audio systems for your vehicle. Car stereo speakers, DVD players, navigation systems, and so much more. So stop riding around listening to busted speakers and subpar audio quality and visit Elite Audio today online at EliteAudioOnline.com. Elite Audio, 1504 Asheville Highway. You dream it, we build it. We are Fox Sports. The home of the South Carolina Gamecocks is Fox Sports 1400. WSBG Spartanburg. This is now on FM at 98.3. Business owners, have product or material you need moved, shipped, stored? Upstate Logistics in Spartanburg has the expertise in transportation and warehousing you're looking for in Spartanburg County and beyond. For over a decade, Upstate Logistics has provided businesses with storage and logistics services, including inbound and outbound rail shipments. Upstate Logistics, proud to be a part of our community, serving Spartanburg County and beyond since 2005. Upstate Logistics, keeping your business and inventory moving forward. To find out more, visit UpstateLogistics.com. That's UpstateLogistics.com. Keep it here. All baseball season long for the Braves, Gamecocks, and just a bit outside. He tried the corner and missed. Just a bit outside, presented by Phillips and Lawing Fuel of Chesney, has a new day and time. All four. Anthony Greer and Jordan Farrell will recap all the action on the diamond after the Gamecocks wrap on Sundays. All eight. Right here on your home for local baseball coverage. Well, how can these guys lay off pitches that close? Fox Sports 1498.3 FM. Speedy Lube and Inman says to save time is to lengthen life for you and your car. Let Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway, and Inman lengthen the life and performance of your vehicle. Speedy Lube offers professional ASC certified mechanical service for your car. Be it an oil change, AC work, tires, brakes, front end, or any type of major or minor repair. Trust Speedy Lube in Inman. Open weekdays from 8 till 6. For fast, fair, and friendly service, visit Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway in Inman. Think of it as a delicious, delightful, delectable dilemma. See, right now at McDonald's, it's your choice. Either the cheesy McDouble or the six-piece chicken McNuggets. Or maybe you should go with the new hot and spicy McChicken sandwich or the perfectly golden small fries. Yep, any two for $3. Mix and match your faves. And all you have to do is choose. Um, you do have to choose. 
Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Single item at regular price. Valid when product served. Deb Williams is trackside and ready to go. What's going on at this week's big race? Now let's go live to Deb. Good morning, fine, thank you. Well, that was a another exciting race from Talladega last week. A little bit of rain, but not too much for the Xfinity cars. But uh, we're on a hot streak again. We can't pick a winner. Well, like I've said on many occasions, I think that's just indicative of the way this season is. It's uh, extremely unpredictable, and I would say that probably a lot of the drivers and teams are either facing the same frustration or hope, depending on which um, side of the coin you're on, into the season that we're facing as well. And, of course, you know, Daytona and Talladega are probably the two most unpredictable tracks on the circuit. Yeah, uh, that's historically been the case. But uh, they uh, got one airborne and... uh, for uh, Logano in the Penske car, and I, I noticed he came out this week uh, questioning, not questioning, but, you know, just advocating for more safety. So uh, I thought that was kind of strange since we have wrecks and things every week. But I, when he gets upside down, he decided to come out and say a little something about it, which is fine. I like Logano. Not many people do, it seems like. But um, I like Penske, and I like him. And uh, I tell you, the the view that Bubba Wallace had was uh, extraordinary. Yes, it was. And, you know, I I think, and Greg can help me out on this, but uh, I was thinking back, and yes, we had cars go out of the track and and, um, tumble down the front stretch or tumble along guardrails or whatever, before um, we started going so many airborne. But, you know, it seems like, if memory serves me correct, when we really started having trouble with cars go airborne, it's when we downsized them at the beginning of the 80s. Yep, that's when it happened. And, you know, I think a lot of people have lost sight of that because when we had the... Mercury Cyclones and the uh, Ford Torina Talladegas and the Superbirds and the Dodge Daytonas with the big wing and the, they were not right down on the ground, but they didn't go airborne. Weren't they a lot heavier, though, Greg? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they were heavier, but, but Deb's correct. Uh, Jake Elder, fame crew chief, I know Deb knowed him and everything, and we, we caught on to the fact. And I think at the time, I don't know who your driver was, but Jake made a statement. He said, when they downsized the cars, he said, the car drives perfect till you get to 4710. And that's the liftoff point that Jack Rouse helped on. That those cars, when they downsized them, it it changed them a bunch. And and drivers, because, you know, you make the, the wheel tread and all that stuff smaller, and drivers, everybody had to adjust to it. And uh, it, it, it was it, it was pretty 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 spooky in eighty. I think it was eighty one. It was eighty one, and I remember yeah. that first those two qualifying races. 
I don't know if they happened in the same race, but uh, uh, Connie Saylor got airborne in G.C. Spencer's car and slid down the back stretch on his roof, and, and uh, John Anderson did in that number 77, that green and orange car. So, And this happened since then, but uh, yeah, you're right, Deb. I don't know. I don't know that it's... I mean, how many times do you see that a season? And, and that's the fastest track and happened kind of in a weird spot, you know, to see one going into a turn like that, but at the end of the backstretch. But anyway, I, I don't know what they can do unless they make those uh, flaps bigger, you know, that let the air rush out from under the car or under the hood or, or whatever. But I'm pretty sure they'll be working on it. Well, me too, but the other thing that I thought was interesting when I watched the replay of Logano's wreck on Good Morning America on uh, Monday morning was those flaps did not stay deployed. They went up and then they went back down. Mm. And, you know, what I would like to know is did they go back down because the t- the car turned away like they're fixed to deploy when the car gets in a certain degree angle y'all and what i was wondering was or thinking about was did they go back down because logano's car angle changed you know why why did those go back down but I have been talking to one person who's very familiar with airplanes, and he was explaining to me that um, if you make the uh, underpart smoother, then the um, you've got to have something to upset the air because. Basically, what they're doing, they're turning these cars into airplane wings. Yeah. So it's the same premise of a wing on an airplane. And when you look at what gives the airplane lift, that's what's happening to these cars. Yeah. It's like the wing on an airplane. And I never had really thought about that. But, you know, when he started explaining it to me, and I said, well, you know... If somebody had used that to help me in physics, I may not have had to have a tutor in physics when I was in college. But um, it uh, that made sense. Now, what's going to be interesting on Wednesday, NASCAR will unveil the um, new gen car, the next gen car. Okay. So it'll be the first time that we will get to see all of the... The net, what the Ford's going to look like, the Chevy and the Toyota. And supposedly, they really look like the street version. I hope so. I mean, that, that means a lot to me. I mean, there's going to be so much else changed about it. But if they can contour the body some way that's fair for all, for all that uh, mm-hmm. they really need to look different. It's never going to be the difference between a 62 Chevy and a 62 Pontiac. But they need to look different rather than a decal's. Different decals for the grill or whatever. Well, that's been my problem when they started calling them a Camaro and a Mustang. They don't look right. like a Camaro or a Mustang. And and I if know. you look on the street, a Camaro and a Mustang don't look alike. Yeah. And except Mm-mm. for decals, they look yeah. alike on the track. But well, that's been my understanding. Supposedly, the, uh, the head of Ford Motorsports is very happy 
with the way it looks. So I'm hoping that's that's what we'll see on Wednesday is that when we put the three manufacturers out there, we'll be able to see the difference between a Toyota or Ford and a Camaro. Well, I hope... Uh I hope there is a difference, and I look forward to that. I remember what James Hilton told me one time, and by the way, last week I think was the third anniversary of when we lost James. But uh, mm. he told me up there at his shop one time, he said, uh, if you want to run a Toyota, you ought to buy a Toyota off the showroom floor and race it. So uh, uh-huh. that's what James said. Uh, let me ask you another <laughs> question while we're talking about crashes. Did you see the one in the ARCA race? Yes, I did. Well... You know, we've you're talking already, about with with uh, Derek, Derek Derek Lancaster. Uh, we've already talked uh-huh. about that, and haven't heard anything about his condition for the last. I think the last thing I've got was April 26th from his wife. But my question is, you know, NASCAR bought that series ARCA a few years ago, and uh, <laughs> I mean, he hit that wall a ton. I'll admit that, but that car was just totally engulfed in flames quickly. Um, what do you think happened? And do you think this is something NASCAR will look at since they own the series now? Well, I'm sure they'll take a look at it. And, you know, the first thing that came to my mind, since the smoke from the fire was not black, was that it was a gasoline fire, that maybe the fuel cell ruptured. Because when he hit flush on the the right side of the car is when it erupted in fire on that side. And... Um, you know, I, I can't think of anything, and Greg, help me out here, other than a fuel cell or a gas line. Uh, Deb, you're, you're 100% right on that. Uh, and, you know, as we all know, like with any cars with the ethanol or and alcohol stuff, you know, you don't even see the flame. Uh, I agree with you 100%. But just one little thing on the deployment of, you talk about the wind tunnel, and I, I can't think of how many times the wind tunnel got to the point we got so good at looking at stuff, and I've been to it. It's a good place to almost take a nap uh, because you're looking at different things. But when the car turns around now, the problem with the flaps is you got so much of a rear spoiler. There's no air. I mean, there's no air to help hold them up. Uh, the, they got the rear spoiler so high that they got to cut holes in, so the drivers look out at rear view mirror. Uh, I noticed that last week. I never had really noticed that before. Yeah. Uh, we, well, uh, we have a simulator guy that, that and I, don't, I, I, I'm like Perry. I, I don't like uh, showing the Fred Flintstone or nothing, but we we do have a, a simulator. It was, it was Nelson Crozier's last project, and and mine, and uh, a friend of ours, Larry Burrow, who's a computer expert, and they got technology that the. It means a bunch, and it 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 is for real. But when they turned around, the rear spoiler is just too high. That that's what messes up what what Rouse and them come up with. So sometimes they'll come up for a second, then they'll go back down, and that has to do with the rear spoiler. And uh, okay, but I I don't know. Well, you, you I don't I don't know the whole answer because that man involved ain't that close. But I do know that. But yeah, Deb, you, mm-hmm. you're correct. But. Uh, NASCAR always seems to come out on top somehow or another. They can't can't bad about them. Well, you know, it, naturally it just takes research. And and I was telling this person that was talking to me about the airplane wings, and I said, well, why don't you tell them? I said, it may never have occurred to them. And, of course, what Travis, 
Travis Geisler, the competition director at Penske, said, who oversees everything, I mean, Travis is a former dirt track driver. And they were asking Travis about it, and Travis said, you know, I don't know. He said that's something we'll have to look into. He said, we've been so consumed with making the driver's compartment safer. That's what we've been focused on, is how do we make the driver's compartment safer? So he said, you know, we got to look at these other things now. Yeah. And it, it suddenly clicked with me. You know, they have. I mean, ever since we lost Earnhardt, that's what everybody has focused on was how to make the driver's compartment safer. But we haven't lost another one since Earnhardt, so that's that's a very, oh, no. Good, no. very good thing. Uh, just getting back once, once again real quickly to the fire. We had discussed that this morning even in the lobby before the show. And uh, Alan was talking about how close that uh, fuel pump is you know, to the frame and everything, and it, it's on the right-hand side, and I don't know um, if that's something they could move around, or, I mean, I guess they could do whatever they wanted to, but, yeah, that was the thing I noticed, that that wasn't a, an oil fire. It looked like a gasoline fire, and then later, um, I think a lot of plastic started burning, or those uh, other wires and things, and I think that's what kind of intoxicated the driver. Well, I'm sure, and, you know, I'm sure he was looking... You know, usually when they catch fire like that, they look for a fire uh, safety crew and all so they can stop the car fairly close or they try to spin it out. And, yeah. you know, he did spin it. But um, I think maybe what a lot of other people have lost sight of is this is the same man that last August cracked the C1 vertebrae in his neck. Uh, I didn't realize short that. Track yeah, in a short track race at Kingsport Speedway in Kingsport, Tennessee. I and did not know that. he was in the hospital, I think, 10 days or something, and had to wear a collar, a neck collar, for like three months. Wow. I did and, not know that. You know, he's a, basically a short track racer, and, and he races Daytona and, and Talladega. And he's got, um, you know, not, I mean, it's basically him and one other person overseeing the car. So you don't have a lot of crew on that car. Yeah. But. Um, he was running well, that's for sure. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah, he does run well at Daytona and Talladega. He always does. But, you know, this is the second time in less than a year that he has been involved in a very uh, a crash with serious injuries well, that's that's and, bad. Um, that's the, too bad for him uh, Dad, it look, is and you know the, go ahead no i was just gonna say let's get our picks in before it gets too late we're down to about four minutes uh mm. we'll let you go first again deb well i didn't go with my gut last week if you, i had to go with have. my gut last <laughs> yeah i'd have won last week yeah, if i'd I, gone with my gut i so. noticed that when i listened to the podcast i said well she didn't <laughs> she didn't do what she should have done yeah, that's right. As, as, hey, as Newman would say, coulda, woulda, shoulda. That's right. So who do uh, you like? Kevin Harvick. Kevin Harvick. Well, he needs, that'd be another new winner. I'll, uh, mm -hmm. I will go with uh, the nine. I know used to change that. Ronnie? Well, I was seriously considering going with Harvick this morning, but since that's taken off the table, I will stick with my 19. And he was one of the ones last week that hit the ball so hard and kept going. And running good. What you got there, mm -hmm. uh, Greg? Well, Perry's always, I, I always got a sentimental type deal. 
and uh, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the the, the Wood Brothers again. Okay, because uh, Wood Brothers one more David biggest winners at Darlington and stuff, and and the new guy they got doing a real good job, and and part of that sentimental and and a lot of it's reality. Okay, uh, Alan, he what was do you doing think? well at Talladega. Yeah. I think I'll go with 22 car. Okay. If uh, if you keep the rubber on the ground, you may have a winner there. And uh haven't heard from Lanny yet, but I'm sure he will give us a pick and I'll let you know. And his, the pick is in, as they, <laughs> as they say in the NFL draft. He's on the clock. I don't have that music to play when the pick is in, but uh, he wants Blaney. And, uh, Alan, That's a good one. Alan has put down uh, Jada, his daughter, with uh, Hamlin. Well, Deb, Kansas, uh, we got like a minute and a half here. What do you see at Kansas? It looks like the weather's going to be okay. And that's good because goodness knows it's been an interesting spring out there weather-wise. But, you know, I think it'll be a a a mile-and-a-half track, typical mile-and-a-half track race. Oh, I I, got to ask you something because we're running out of time. Kenny Schrader last week did not remember what Harry Hyde said to him on the last lap. And uh, what did he say? And you got about 30 seconds to tell us. I'll be honest with you. I'd have to go back and read the article again. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, we'll find out next week, folks. We we, uh, we asked Kenny, and he said, I don't know. I fell way back there and uh, and couldn't get caught up, and Harry was yelling at me on the radio, but I don't remember any one thing in particular. So, uh, anyway. Um, I don't think I don't think Harry told him the same thing Harry told Tim Richmond at Pocono. What he, what he say? He told Tim Richmond at Pocono that he had they'd put special tires on the oh yeah oh yeah on the yeah. car that was then uh, days uh, of thunder uh, yeah i think harry told uh well i knew it long before days of thunder um <laughs> i think harry best I remember one thing harry told kenny was to take the high line but i'll go back and read it and and get it for sure but i'm pretty sure that was the reason kenny took the high line on that talladega win okay deb you're the best we appreciate uh all your input and everything, and uh, have a good time watching the races this weekend and get ready for Darlington. Oh, yeah, I'm looking forward to Darlington. Looking forward to hopefully I'll get approved to go back in the garage area this weekend. So oh, I hope you nice. do, too. Uh, and uh, there's an outside chance I might go down there. So uh, we, uh, we'll we talk to you next week and have a good week, and it looks like a good day for gardening in Spartanburg. That's where I'm headed as soon as we get off the phone. Okay, you're released. Thank you, Deb. <laughs> Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Uh, Deb Williams, who, uh, who is she? She's the smartest woman in racing. That's that's well put. I like that. Well, uh, we've got about 30 seconds here, and we're going to come back and talk to two-time cup champion Terry Labonte, Hall of Fame member, two-time Southern 500 winner, and uh, his first win and his last win were in the Southern 500, so he bookends that place pretty well. And he can tell us about Darlington and, um, and what he's got going on now and all the demands on him for being in the Hall of Fame. You're listening to Start Your Engines. We are Fox The home of Open Mike Daily is Fox Sports 1400. WSBG Spartanburg. Now on FM at 98.3. 
here's what you need to know. In the NBA Friday night, Jason Tatum of the Boston Celtics tied Larry Bird's franchise record by scoring 60 points in an overtime victory over the Spurs. Boston rallied from a 32-point first-half deficit. LeBron James returned after missing 20 games with a high ankle sprain, but his Lakers lost at home to Sacramento 110-106. to James played 32 minutes, had 16 points, 8 rebounds, and 7 assists. Suns over the Jazz by 21. Devin Booker scored 31. Phoenix at 45-18 and 18, tied Utah for the best record in the Western Conference. In the NFL draft on Friday night, the Super Bowl champion Tampa Bay Buccaneers drafted Florida quarterback Kyle Trask with the final pick of the second round. In the third round, the Vikings drafted Texas A&M quarterback Kellen Mond and the Texans drafted Stanford quarterback Davis Mills. I'm Isaac Lohenkron. A few years back, when we were ready to reopen the station, the water pipes burst, putting thousands of dollars of equipment in danger. That was one stressful evening, but one phone call to Thomas McGuire and PuroClean, the paramedics of property damage, and our stress disappeared. PuroClean rolled in, took charge, and rescued the station from severe water damage. Since then, I've used PuroClean at my house. You should do the same. Whether you're faced with fire and smoke damage, a flooding basement, or need carpet or upholstery cleaning, do what I do. And that's called 285-3530 for PuroClean. Hey everyone, this is Ben Ingram. Wake up weekday mornings with Tyler Sugart on Bump and Run from 7 to 9 a.m. Right here on Spartanburg's home for the Atlanta Braves, Fox Sports 1498-3 FM. At Janney, your goals are our priority. When you work with Janney, it's about going beyond investing. It's about connecting your life and finances. When it comes to managing your wealth, you probably have plenty of questions and more than a little uncertainty. What you need is a plan built to connect your goals to your wealth. Financial advisor Trent Lancaster is here for you. Trent can build a tailored financial plan and make recommendations that are aligned with your best interests based on your unique needs, goals, and preferences. Conveniently located in the Spartanburg office, Trent can discuss how he can help you connect your life and finances. Contact him by calling 864-585-8282. That's 864-585-8282. Or visit TrentLancaster.com. Jamie Montgomery Scott, LLC. Member FINRA, NYSE, and SIPC. There's a new sandwich shop in downtown Spartanburg. It's the Sandwich Shop. Sam and Mitch are two local guys making roast beef, corned beef, and meatballs in-house. They pile it up high to build French dips, Rubens, and meatball subs. I know Sam and Mitch, and I can tell you, you're looking for a couple of ringers for your best ball foursome. I never slide. Look elsewhere. But if you're looking for great sandwiches, take advantage of the free parking at City Hall and visit the Sandwich Shop, 201 Wall Street, downtown Spartanburg. The Hub City Farmer's Market is open every Saturday from April 3rd through December 11th. The Hub City Farmer's Market features fresh, local produce, meat, and dairy products. You can also pick up artisan crafts and bath and body products from local vendors. Every Saturday features live music and activities for the kids. Shop local with the Hub City Farmer's Market, part of the Northside Harvest Park at 498 Howard Street. Open Saturdays, 8 a.m. to noon, April 3rd through December 11th. 
Winning takes a strong team effort, and you'll win when you trust the Kaposi Glass Mart team for your commercial and residential glass needs. Storefronts, auto glass, safety glass for heavy equipment, window and insulated glass, patio doors and plexiglass, mirrors, expert repair service. Plus, Kaposi Glass Mart provides 24-hour emergency board-up service. Call the Kaposi Glass Mart team today at 583-6200. That's 583-6200. Kaposi Glass Mart, serving the upstate since 1975. Kaposi Glass Mart, helping your team win. Live from the Fox Sports 1498 3FM FM studios in Spartanburg, South Carolina. Gentlemen, start your engine. <laughs> Impex Pre-Owned presents Start Your Engines. Find your next car, truck, or SUV at Impex Pre-Owned on Asheville Highway in Boiling Springs and ImpexPreOwned.com. Here's your racing team for today. Show producer, Ronnie Black. Author and veteran motor sports journalist, Deb Williams. Local action from winning car builder and owner, Alan Hill. Former NASCAR team manager and author, Greg Moore. And now, here's your host for Start Your Engines, racing historian and author, Harry Allen Wood. And welcome back to the second hour of Start Your Engines on a beautiful Saturday, May the 1st. And it's my great pleasure to introduce two-time Winston Cup champion, uh, I guess they were Winston Cups. I'll have to ask him. I know one of them was. Um, two-time Southern 500 winner, Hall of Fame member, Terry Labonte. Good morning, Terry. Hey, good morning. How are you doing? Good. Did you Were both yours Winston Cups or just the first one? Yes, sir. No, just both of them were. Yep. Yeah. 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 yeah, Terry's exactly right. And, and, and like I said, I remember the first time Terry came to the racetrack, and we didn't know that, you know, Billy Hagen had swapped drivers. And I, I, we saw Labonte on the side of the car, and we thought they'd got a Grand Prix driver or something. <laughs> I, I mean, I didn't know he was, he was kicking everybody's tails out in Texas. But when he got out in the race, first time at Darlington, he outrun us. And we had Bobby Allison, and we we was on, on our deal, or, or Baker, you don't want him to say yeah. and And he goes out there, and he makes, he makes the big boys look pretty doggone bad first time out well darlington's coming up next week and terry that that was your track i mean you might that might not have been your favorite but i tell you what that was back when i went to the races about every week especially the ones in darlington and uh you did i think you finished fourth in your first race didn't you i did and uh gosh what a what a racetrack i uh it, it's i have to say it's one of my favorite tracks of be. all time and i uh, ran my very first race there and i won my first race there and i won my last race there so it's uh had a lot of memories over the years uh you know for me and so i always uh really fought a lot of that place it's a tough track no doubt about it, it it'll bite you too <laughs> well you know i've, I've heard of a lot of drivers i've interviewed a lot of drivers and it's surprising that the track is so tough but it's a lot of people's favorite track because it is so challenging and i guess uh finishing well there uh is is its own reward it really is. It's a track that I tell you, you go, you go out there and you race the track as much as you do with the competitors just because it is so, uh, you know, the racing groove is so narrow and uh, there's really no room for error there. Of course, I think when they built the track, the cars probably went 100, you know, 15 miles an hour instead of 175. So it's, uh, it, the track appears to be really wide, you know, but, but you know, 
80 percent of that is just the apron and uh, the yeah. racing service isn't very wide at all so it makes it really uh really tough and you got to hit your marks just right uh it i think it would be hard to run uh you know 500 miles down there by yourself about getting a darlington stripe down there yeah T- terry now you raced on darlington before they flip-flopped it the front stretch to the back stretch and and afterwards did did it change the way you drove the track any just because the starting line was on the other side of the track? Or did they actually make some physical changes to the, the turns and things? No, they really didn't change the track. They just they just changed the line. And, you know, of course, they built some new bleachers and stuff on the other side. But uh, uh, they really didn't have room, you know, to, to expand much because of the highway out there uh, originally where the front straightaway was. But the only thing it did, I thought, was it made it a little bit trickier getting on the, at the start of the race, getting in turn one, you know, because right. uh, you got to be a little bit more careful there. And where, when the start line was on the other side, you know, you had turn one and two to get through to get single file before turn three. But uh, yeah. it, that was the only difference. Terry, what was so funny about Darlington, and, and I know you remember it, and uh, the, the track owners couldn't really pave tracks and do all this stuff like to go down, and they used to put down the sealer. And, and, oh yeah, and and, and and Terry was down there, and you know we'd go out there and run, and when they got that seat, they might not have the sealer completely by the time race day. Then it sped up a bunch. I can remember with signing and me and Bud and Bobby Allison, you know, you Calvin and them that they would. Uh, 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 we about you about slide and, and and crash walking down it. It was so slick, and I can imagine what 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 you felt first time you went around there it's got that ceiling on it uh i wonder how how they do doubt today if you put the ceiling on it oh it'd cry if i remember right we didn't rate we didn't the race used to be on monday okay? right and we, we'd practice on saturday and there was no activity at the track on sunday and then we'd come back and race on monday and i think i remember times that they steal that track on sunday is that correct? Yeah, I think so. I think it is correct because I would be down there in the infield. <laughs> I'd see them out yeah. there working on it. I drive back in Monday. I thought, God, look at this track when it was black when we left. <laughs> but uh, uh, but yeah, we used to, there used to be no activity on Sunday, and so you'd practice on Saturday and you'd leave, and people would go to the beach and do all kinds of stuff and come back Monday and run the. Well, I was in the infield. There was all kinds of activity, but we won't get into that. No, I'm sure, yeah. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> um, you know, uh, you uh, won your first race down there, and I was sitting with my gang of cutthroats in the first turn in the back of a pickup truck when uh, when uh, Frank Warren blew that engine. And I, you could see from where I was sitting the slick oil on the track. And here comes Pearson. I think he was driving... Uh, uh, might have been driving for Haas Ellington then, yeah, and uh, and uh, Bonnet might have been in the Wood Brothers car, and they, oh, but everybody hit the wall except you, and you sort of tiptoed through there and uh, and and yeah, beat them all back to the yeah. finish line. That, it was a fantastic first win. It, obviously, I was not running the right line or something because <laughs> I didn't hit the wall like the other guys did, and and uh, and so David brushed the wall, and I think I think Neil made it through there and didn't hit nothing, and. and uh, he passed David, you know, so he got back on the lead lap, I guess. But so we went down in, in uh, turn three and four, and uh, David's car was, you know, he was limping back to the back around there. He had hit the wall down there, and I caught him through three and four and uh, passed him, 
coming for the for the white and the caution. Right. And so it was I beat him by half a fender. So it was it was basically over at that point, you know. But uh I think it I mean I knew I'd beat him and I think half the people there probably like, What just happened? <laughs> so, but it was uh yeah, it was uh we were my jaw take advantage of their their unfortunate situation, you know. Yeah, my jaw dropped when that happened and uh and I'll never forget you in Victory Lane with uh Chris Conamaki and he uh I think he even had to turn you around to face the camera or something. And he said, Terry, do you know what this means? Uh, the winner's circle and the big money and everything. And you said something like, not really. <laughs> <laughs> it was just a great yeah, moment in racing. I didn't, I didn't know where Victory Circle was. I'm sorry, Terry, what'd you say? Yeah, I didn't, I didn't even know where Victory Circle was until I won the race there. <laughs> Well, I tell you what, you won a lot more after that, and your last one was very... I, I love the last win you had there because you didn't do a burnout. And I think you said something like, I don't do burnouts or something like, or donuts or, or whatever. And no. I said, that's that's my kind of driver right there. I remembered, I, I thought to myself, you know, you see all these people doing burnouts and just burning the back tires off the car and the water spewing out. But, you know, the engines there, they've gotten so hot. I thought to myself... They have never driven for Junior Johnson. No, <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's what Alan Hill was saying uh, during uh, when we were during the break just now about uh, Junior and burnouts. Alan, you got a, something you want to say well, here to Terry? Mike said he surely did love working for you. He said, uh, as far as you making radioactive, you'd never make radioactive. Said uh, one of the last wins was at Talladega. He said you stood out there like he was talking in an easy chair. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Terry well, good. Terry, I, I, didn't like I want to apologize I didn't like for something. I'm sorry that we that that, that in '95, but I got two things I'm apologize to. In 1995, uh, Dick Triple was driving for us, and and somehow or another we got into him, and it broke Terry's shoulder, and I I felt real bad about that. And now the only other apology I got to him is is uh, he I wanted him to drive for us and everything and. Uh, but uh, we had we had him a good plan B. Let's put it that way. Uh, he, he he done what he needed to do. But I'd have loved <laughs> yep. for him to sit in the race car at fifteen and just see how it handled. Uh, <laughs> Terry get it done. How close did you come to driving for Bud Moore? Well, it came down between uh, Hendrick Motorsports and Bud Moore and. Uh, and uh, Bud Moore had a, already had spot, the sponsorship, you know, with uh, Motorcraft, I guess it was. And uh, in the Kellogg's, uh, people at Kellogg's wanted to go with me uh, to another team. And so, you know, Hendrick uh, had an opening there with, uh, with the five car. And uh, Tide, I think, was on the car with Ricky and uh, Ricky Rudd. They went with, went with him. So, so the sponsorship, they needed sponsorship, and I had was able to bring the Kellogg sponsorship with me. And so uh, that's how all that happened. Well, see, uh, a quick story from my family. I had little kids back then. And, uh, and of course, I indoctrinated all of them into racing. I said, you got to pick somebody. It makes it so much, much more fun if you get involved with, with a driver and follow him and know all about him and pull for him each week. And uh, you were the hands-down winner because you had that rooster on the car. Uh, I guess that's Cornelius or Corny or whatever, the Kellogg's rooster. Right. And, uh, you were a house, name, you were the yeah. house driver for a long time at my house. That's his name, yep. Yeah. That's his name. Cornelius, yep. Yeah. 
Well, that's cool. Well, Terry, uh, this is Alan again. I'm here with these local dirt boys, and I'm fixing to come up your way in about Wednesday or Thursday and order two Longhorn chassis. All right. Well, Justin's up there, and uh, <laughs> boy, they have been uh, they've been on a roll this year. They won a bunch of races, and they've uh, they're doing uh, doing well. So uh, I've been yep. proud of them. Justin yep. has worked hard at that, and uh, you know, I guess that's uh, they've been doing it for ten years now, building build those cars, and and uh, they've just really evolved into something that uh, you know that they've been real successful. So they've won a lot of races. Yeah, I've had a guy here been talking about these cars for about the last three or four weeks, and I told him, I said, if I was going to get a super late model, it's going to have to be a Longhorn right now. They are flat <laughs> getting around that racetrack. They're they're fast, yeah, they're fast. And what yeah. I like about them is uh, it's different drivers. Everybody don't realize it. You know, you got two or three builders out there. They got what they call house cars, and I really don't like a house car, and y'all don't have a house car. Well, we've got, you know, not really. I mean, uh, Tim McCready's car races out of our shop. Uh, but, uh, you know, they uh, they run the Lucas deal. Of course, then you got Dad and Marty just hits the big races and stuff. And then we got uh, some other guys that uh, that run awful well and win races in them. It's, uh, you know, that's the thing. Yeah, so it's, it's not, it, we sell what we race, you know. Uh, so it's un, a little bit different than some of the house cars. But, uh they, uh, they, those guys have done a really nice job up there. Yeah, and uh, talked to the guy up there, the head man, and uh, he said, just come on up here anytime. He said, feel free to walk into the shop and just walk around like you kind of more or less own the place. Yeah, yeah, we, we sell a lot of cars to people that bring their engines up there and put them up, put, put, put their, finish the cars right there, and we'll set them up for them, and out they go, you know. So, uh, uh, but it's, uh, I can't remember, I know we've, I can't remember how many numbers the number of cars Justin has built up there, but they've built a, they've built a lot of them. So, yeah, he, and their modifieds are running running well also. So, he told this guy he said he wanted to order two cars. He said we just come on up here and pay for one of them. And he said then whenever we get both of them built, you just come on up here and pay for the second one. You can pick both of them up. And uh, he said it looks like we'd be looking at about two months. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We stay behind. There's a there's a line of them, and uh, they've gotten where they can build them kill them pretty fast, but they uh, they do have a little backlog right now. Now, is this something you uh, designed yourself, or you, you mentioned, uh, I guess, Justin is your son. Does he design them, or uh, how did you come up with he's, this uh, this Longhorn chassis? He, he's they, We started out years ago and, and started building them, and uh, and it just kind of evolved, evolved over the years to where they are today. Uh, Kevin Romley works really close with us. Uh, Kevin's an engineer, and, uh, and so then we've, we've you know, Worked on a lot of things to get them get them to where they are, and uh, uh, so it didn't it, it didn't happen overnight. That's for sure. Well, Terry, uh, it's great having you on the show. Uh, let me ask you before we have to to leave. Uh, you're in the Hall of Fame now, of course, and how uh, how has that affected uh, your everyday life? I mean, is there a lot of demands on you for appearances and you know to show up here or there and uh, as a Hall of Fame member? Well, you know. There was a few things that I did, and of course the pandemic shut everything down there, and so I haven't been, been like everybody else, I've been to a racetrack since I don't know when. I guess the last time I went was to the Southern 500 a couple years ago, and uh, so I haven't been to a track since then. And uh, and obviously, uh, I don't really follow it very much. Uh, I'm in a fantasy racing league, and I'm next to last. <laughs> uh, well, we try to pick oh a winner here every week, and we've picked one what? out of the first nine races. We, we picked one winner. 
And we got Deb yeah. Williams, who uh supposed to be an expert. Yeah. We all, she's doing no well, better than the rest of us. Well, all the guys that I'm in the fantasy league with, I think there's 30 of us. And, uh, wow. They pretty much uh, got to get a pretty good laugh out of me. So uh, <laughs> I said, yeah, well, how are you a two-time champion and and you're next to last? I said, well, I was last, but I have just, <laughs> I've moved up. So, uh, so I, yeah, that's, uh, picking, those, picking those winners is kind of hard. Well, it, it especially was last week, but, uh, you know, uh, it's something we have a lot of fun with, uh, uh, mostly because we can't pick a winner. So, uh, Terry, it's <laughs> great having you on the show. Uh, um, hopefully, we'll see you around the track more often. I, I know that there's a lot of demands on your time, but um, you're a great interview. We, we love to have you on the show and really appreciate Greg uh, getting you to come on. Well, my pleasure. Thanks for talking to you guys. and You guys have a great weekend. Okay. Thank you, Terry. Thank you very much. You're welcome. That was Terry Labonte. I was hoping I I could cut you some kind of deal there for maybe two for the price of one or <laughs> second one half price or it's, something like that. It's not my money. It's I, not my money, Terry. Oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, I really enjoy listening to Terry. He's, yeah. He's so smart. Yep. And seems to be just such a nice guy. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I never, even, you know, when... Earnhardt rattled his cage up there at Bristol that time. He didn't get all that upset about it. I think his quote was, well, that's Earnhardt. You know, so uh, um, he's a great interview, and we love having him on. Well, you know what his nickname was? Iceman. Yep, the Iceman. What? That string of starts he had. I can't remember how many it was now, but he was uh, got him on the box of Kellogg's Corn Flakes as a... as the Iron Man, too. Iceman and the Iron Man. Okay, let's take another break. We're going to come back, talk to Kerry Tharp about what he's got going on at Darlington next week, and it's a lot. You're listening to Start Your Engines. Start Your Engines will be back after this quick pit stop on Fox Sports 1498.3 FM. Impex Pre-Owned is raising the bar in the car industry. Impex is a different kind of dealership. Family-owned and operated. Jamie Nodine and his wife Rita are Boiling Springs natives and are proud to be serving the Boiling Springs, Inman, and Spartanburg communities. Jamie and his staff are committed to providing excellent customer service and making sure your experience is simple, transparent, and fair. Visit Impex Pre-Owned today. Conveniently located up I-26 on Asheville Highway. Don't just dream it, drive it at Impex Pre-Owned. The Fox Sports 1400 app is the best way to keep up with Spartanburg Sports Scene. Download it now by searching Fox Sports 1400, either at the Apple Store or via Google Play. You already know Palmetto Spirits is the place to go for wine, fine bourbons, and home bar essentials. But Palmetto Spirits is also the perfect place to pick up your favorite local craft brews like RJ Rockers, crowd pleasing Budweiser brands, and world famous imports like Stella Artois, Modelo, and Corona. Whether you're in search of the ideal wine pairing or the ideal gift Jim and the staff at Palmetto Spirits will get it in your hands Palmetto Spirits, located at the corner of Reedville and Anderson Mill Roads Make Phillips and Long Fuel Chesney your source for propane in Spartanburg County They offer propane for hot water heaters, cooking, and heat They can fill your grill tank and get you ready for grilling season Not only do they sell propane but they sell a large variety of propane accessories such as grill tanks and other appliances that run on propane If your propane tank is running low 
Call and we'll have Phil within one business day. Call them at 864-461-8511. That's Phillips and Long Fuel, located at 421 South Alabama Avenue in Chesney. Keep it here all baseball season long for the Braves, Gamecocks, and just a bit outside. He tried the corner and missed. Just a bit outside, presented by Phillips and Lawing Fuel of Chesney, has a new day and time. All four. Anthony Greer and Jordan Farrell will recap all the action on the diamond after the Gamecocks wrap on Sundays. All eight. Right here on your home for local baseball coverage. How can these guys lay off pitches that close? Fox Sports 1498.3 FM. Image Printing is the only shop in the upstate that prints signage, decals, banners, t-shirts, wide format printing, full color paper printing, and offers graphic design services all in-house. And now Image Printing is offering custom t-shirts with no minimum quantity. That's right. Image Printing now offers direct-to-garment printing, which means you can get your design printed on a t-shirt, whether you want one or 1,000. Visit Image Printing at 845 California Ave, across the street from the Spartanburg County Detention Center. Call 864-583-8848. So you've heard me tell you these past few months about the best snack store in Spartanburg, Colonel Time. Well, now it's even better. Try over 80, that's right, 80 different flavors of the best sweet and savory popcorn I've ever had. They've got ice cream, chocolates, gummies, rock candy, and now they've got sauces and jellies. Did I mention ice cream cakes? This place has everything, and when we want to have a movie night at our house, or reward a good report card, or just want something sweet like our favorite, the Oreo popcorn, our family goes to Colonel Time on Reedville Road. Welcome back to Start Your Engines. And uh, speaking of money by Pink Floyd, we got the money man on the line here, Kerry Tharp, president of Darlington Raceway. Good morning, Terry. Kerry, Good morning. I'm it's great great to be on this morning. Hope everybody's doing well up in the upstate. Great. I, I, I just called you Terry. <laughs> I know your name's <laughs> Kerry, but we just had Terry Labonte on for 20 minutes. And, oh, uh, great. That's awesome. Well, you talk about, that's all we did was talk about Darlington just about. I would say uh, <laughs> 15 of the 20 minutes was about his uh, two big wins yeah. down there. Well, you know, his first ever cup win uh, came at Darlington right. and his last cup win came at Darlington. So, you know, he bookended it pretty well, but Man, to, to know that I'm following Texas Terry Labonte is uh, pretty tall cock. That's another one, Texas Terry. We were talking about Ice Man and Iron Man, and there was Texas Terry. But he uh, um, he flat out said Darlington was his favorite track, and he, he raced That's it when awesome. a straightaway was on one end, and then they moved it to uh-huh. the other side, and uh, he loves yeah. Darlington. But what you got going on down there? I mean, uh, something happening next week. Yeah, a little bit. I, I know it's Mother's Day, but we also have a race going on, and First of all, thanks for having me on, and, and y'all do such a great job. And family has, has been so instrumental in the, in, in the growth of the sport and the popularity of the sport. But, uh, yeah, we've got a, a, a new race weekend uh, on our schedule. We were fortunate to uh, to get that, and it'll be uh, May 7 through 9 next Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. We've got all three national series lined up and uh it's our throwback weekend as well so um you know a little bit of everything going on but uh well carrie uh, i was we're looking excited. this morning Look forward to it looking this morning at the picture of the, some of the throwback cars that uh-huh. they're going to have next week and that just yep. reinforced something that we talked with deb williams about last week uh-huh. that you used to you could tell the car by the paint scheme you didn't have to see the number <laughs> But the yeah. way they change them, now you can't do that. 
No, you better get a program, uh, that's for <laughs> sure, uh, next weekend when you come to Darlington because the paint schemes are all, you know, I'd say 75 to 80% of the paint schemes will be throwback, and that's across all three series. Right. You know, they just they just keep uh, releasing them, uh, you know, every single day, uh, or more and more are, are released. And, you know, they're, they're outstanding uh, uh, ideas that they have. I saw well, Kyle Larson, they did a throwback paint scheme to his first go-kart ride. So, <laughs> you know, I mean, how, how, how innovative is that? And, and, you know, so everybody's getting involved in it. And I remember uh, one of the drivers, I think it was Brad Keselowski, said one time, if you come to Darlington for throwback weekend and you don't have a paint scheme, it's like going to a Halloween party and you don't have a costume. There you so, go. Good uh, analogy. You know, that's a good analogy for sure. So... But we're looking forward to it, and, you know, certainly we still have our anchor weekend as Labor Day with the uh, Cookout Southern 500, but looking forward to these three races coming up uh, in, in less than a week. Yes, sir. I take care. We're we, we looking forward to it and everything. I understand, uh, you know, I got in touch with you, but you were down there with the governor for like a day, and, uh, <laughs> and, and, and you know, Darlington, I mean, it is a track too tough to tame, and right. uh, so so you keep you keep pretty doggone busy and everything. When when the governor <laughs> when the governor calls you down there and wants to talk to you about this that and whatever, uh, <laughs> uh, y'all draw people always have always will, uh, right? And it is a track too tough to tame. Um, and, and one of the gentlemen here, Alan Hill, was asking. Uh, if y'all are going to have a full crowd, or, or what is the situation with how many spectators you're going to allow to in there? Yeah, you know, we're, we're not able to, to, to fill the house uh, quite yet. Uh, we'll be at about 35% capacity, uh, which means we'll probably have around twelve or 15,000 for the cup race on, on Sunday. But I really feel confident that by Labor Day weekend, you know, we'll be able to open up all the grandstands and, and the, in the infield in particular. Uh, where our fans really love to uh, to, to congregate and uh, and have a uh, you know relatively full house for for the Labor Day event, but you know the the pandemic is is still lingering around, and, and NASCAR I think's done a very good job and uh, in handling this and keeping everybody healthy, and and so uh, you know working with the state Governor McMaster could not have been more supportive uh, of of what we want to do, and, and so. Uh, but yeah, we'll 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 have a good crowd uh, on Sunday, but uh, it won't be the full crowd that we're used to. Well, when we called you last year, or when I called you last year, I, I think you were either on a, a bush hog or a weed eater, or you were doing, <laughs> I think you, I was I was on a weed eater. I remember that. That's but exactly y'all were right. I was on a weed eater. Y'all were the blueprint for uh, getting back uh, into you know coming back from the COVID because uh, y- y'all did such a fantastic job and racing during the week and then you had charlotte you know there was like what five races in seven days or something extraordinary and uh but darlington was like the the template for what to do and how to handle it well it really was and and you know we we certainly uh were the 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 track that kind of set the tone Uh, we were the track that 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 uh, got everybody back to to live sports not just racing but live sports right and so uh you know that was really cool. You know we didn't have any fans, uh, and that was that was kind of weird for sure. <laughs> I'll never forget Kevin Harvick uh, getting out of the car after he won, and uh, you know there was no 
no cheering, no booing, nothing. And uh, <laughs> that was that was just really, really weird. And so, uh, but you know, be that as it may, I mean, we were able to to to, to bring back live sports and, and get things going, and and it really was uh, a lot of fun and really meant a lot to us to be able to do something like that um, and bring live racing and live sports back to this country. Well, as a testament to your plan that you you did that, then NASCAR and other sports followed your template, and none of those places were ever talked about as a super spreader event, the way so many other things happened this past year. Well, you know, you bring up a great point, and I think NASCAR went about it a very smart way. They were very diligent, very disciplined, and still are on how we're handling these events. And we had very few, if any, uh, situations that, uh, that, that caused us to, 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 you know, alter what we were doing. And so, uh, <clears throat> you know, I, I think that, you know, a lot of lessons learned, a lot of things that we did that were a little bit different than what we're normally doing, but, uh, that's how we had to operate. And so, you know, I think we were the only sport that completed its entire schedule on time. Right. And we got in every single event. There were some some weeks we were racing twice a week, three times a week. I think the du- uh, I, we, I think the doubling know? up was fun. I, I enjoyed oh, yeah. sitting down yeah. for a Wednesday night race. No question, no question. And nothing else was on sports TV. <laughs> I mean, you know, there's only so much cornhole you can watch on on ESPN. <laughs> you know, so but uh, it was it was it was the way that we had to do it, and everybody pitched in and, and rallied together, and and uh, you know we pulled it off. I got two quick questions before we have to let you go. Well, number one, okay. are you going to do the throwback for the Southern 500, or is it just going to be for the spring race? Well, we, you know, that was a difficult decision. When we found out we were going to have two races, we knew we had the Southern 500, and it was going to lead off the playoffs again. And, you know, NASCAR puts a lot of emphasis on the playoffs. Right. And so, and so for the sponsors to to get what they need out of that. It was a little difficult to ask them to run a throwbacks paint scheme Uh, when it was the opening race of the playoffs, you know? And so we just, we just felt like that moving the throwback to mother's day, uh, you know, was the way to go. It kind of give that weekend its own identity. Let the Southern 500 be the, the identity for the labor day weekend. Now I, I wouldn't be surprised if you'll see, some teams run a throwback uh, in, in, in September. Yeah. You know, the Wood Brothers, you know, every time they put a car out there, it's almost a throwback. Exactly. You know? So, you know, so um, I wouldn't be surprised. We certainly uh, will welcome it if teams want to do that. Whatever they're most comfortable doing, but we would like for everybody as much as possible to participate, you know, in the throwback weekend over over uh, Mother's Day coming up. But, uh you know, we just wanted, wanted to do what's best for the teams and, and, and certainly for the race fans. The second question I had for you, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I, I love the, the sponsor of the race. I don't remember oh, I don't remember Goodyear ever sponsoring a race before. The Goodyear 400 just has a real nice mm-hmm. ring to it. Well, it really does. And, you know, I don't, I don't believe they've ever sponsored I don't think they have. Certainly, no, I don't think they have. They've been in NASCAR for years, for decades, since the 50s, I think. Yeah. And I think the first race they ever won. It was. Uh, was it Darlington? And uh, I believe that so, was Jim Reed, wasn't it, in 59? I believe it was. Yeah, yep. Jim Reed, exactly. And so, you know, for them to step up and be the entitlement sponsor for our cup race on Mother's Day, 
I mean, it doesn't get any better than that. You no. talk about, when you think about all the brands and all the sponsors and people that have been involved in NASCAR, Goodyear ranks right at the top. They're going to have a Goodyear blimp there. It's, it's going to be amazing. So we're really, really happy and excited that uh, that they're, uh, uh, you know, part of the, uh, of the of the throwback weekend. Kerry, it's great having you on. And uh, the good news is we're going to, we're going to call you again before the Southern 500. So we're, we'll do this twice. Absolutely. Boy, I tell you, let's not be strangers. I really enjoy being on your show. I really enjoy everything you guys do. Thank you. And uh, anything you guys need, you just give us a, a call down there at Darlington, and, and uh, we'll be there well, as soon as we can. We got a great group here, Greg. Carrie, uh, like I say, uh, uh, we love the Mother's Day deal and everything. And just uh, uh, we never ask for favors or nothing, but. Uh, if, if me and Perry need a little help or something, just to, just to observe or whatever, uh, we'll come and do it. I mean, if anything, you, I you can... just let me know what y'all need, Greg. We'll take care of. It. But thank you so much, Carrie. Thank you, Carrie. Okay, and, thank uh, you guys. And uh, it doesn't hurt a, a bit that you're a, a gamecock. <laughs> <laughs> I am through and through and you know we got to get this thing squared away in football i really like coach beamer and what he's doing and baseball teams playing well certainly the women's basketball had another super year and i think coach martin over in, in the basketball team they just had a, a tough season with all the COVID. Yes. but i really like what what's going on over there and i certainly love the university of south carolina that's well, for sure thank you and uh we can't wait to talk to you again maybe we'll see you next weekend but thank you so much carrie okay Thank you. Thanks for having me. Uh, thank you. That's Kerry Tharp. Uh, good interview. Greg, it sounds like he might uh, have a ticket or something. I don't know. Well, but I tell you, let, let's take our first, uh, our last break a little early so we can talk to the Mustang people. Yeah, we're going to come back with uh, uh, Dale Sales and uh, Tim Oliver. And you're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports 1498.3 FM. Low prices, big selection, quality customer service. That's Nissan of Greer. Get big savings on over 300 new Nissans. Shop our large selection of used vehicles, including Nissan certified pre-owned. Plus, we're the place for commercial fleets, for expert service. And if you need credit, come and get it. Ask about military, college grad, and mobility assist savings, too. Hurry to Nissan of Greer today. Low prices, big selection, and committed to quality customer service. Clade 1197 for more details. Spartanburg has been known as the hub city for decades due to our proximity to rail lines and interstate highways. Upstate Logistics has been part of the hub city transportation scene for over a decade. Upstate Logistics provides businesses with warehousing and transportation services, including inbound and outbound rail shipments. And more importantly, we support Spartanburg. Be it high school and college sports or important community projects, Upstate Logistics wants to help move Spartanburg forward. Upstate Logistics, keeping your business and Spartanburg moving forward. To find out more, visit UpstateLogistics.com. Keep it here all baseball season long for the Braves, Gamecocks, and just a bit outside. He tried the corner and missed. Just a bit outside, presented by Phillips and Lawing Fuel of Chesney, has a new day and time. All four. Anthony Greer and Jordan Farrell will recap all the action on the diamond after the Gamecocks wrap on Sundays. All eight. Right here on your home for local baseball coverage. Well, how can these guys lay off pitches that close? Fox Sports 1498.3 FM. 
Speedy Lube in Inman says to save time is to lengthen life for you and your car. Let Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway in Inman, lengthen the life and performance of your vehicle. Speedy Lube offers professional ASC certified mechanical service for your car. Be it an oil change, AC work, tires, brakes, front end, or any type of major or minor repair. Trust Speedy Lube in Inman. Open weekdays from 8 till 6. For fast, fair, and friendly service, visit Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway in Inman. The home of the Spartanburg Vikings is Fox Sports 1400. WSPG Spartanburg. Now on FM at 98.3. Said no one ever. I love waking up to cold cereal. Nothing satisfies like dry granola. No. Here we say good morning with sizzling sausage. Biscuits baked to perfection. The enticing aroma wafting from your freshly prepared breakfast. So make your morning easy and mix and match a sausage McMuffin, sausage biscuit, or hash browns. Any two for just $2. It's McDonald's easy on the go breakfast. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Combo meal. Single item at regular price. Value when product served. engines uh i forgot to call them while we were shooting the bull so y'all talk amongst yourselves let me get them on the phone here well we were talking about the the crowd and the picture you showed us yeah at uh lucas oil race last night they had in kentucky it was jam-packed and uh nine times out of ten it's gonna be jam-packed over here at cherokee speedway tonight and uh don't get me wrong uh well I, i don't i don't know if covid gets around all this red dirt well, I, I really hope people don't take advantage of the new guidelines that the CDC has put put out that you can be without a mask if you're out in public, but not when you're in a crowd. Yeah. And folks, this this COVID thing's not done with yet. It's still dangerous out there. Yeah. And we was talking a little bit earlier about Joey Logano and his roof flaps. Yes. Uh, the 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 twenty two. From what I've seen in the picture, he never did really get backers in a way. No, he, he, if he would have got backers and looked at all 40 cars still coming at him, I don't believe he would have been so uh, anxious to talk on the radio. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we have our next guest. Uh, thanks for covering for me there. We got so busy, I forgot to call during the commercial. But we've got Tim Oliver on the phone, and along with Dale Sales, have they've got this... Uh, Ex-Budmore Mustang, that's a beautiful car we saw very briefly coming into the show this morning. Uh, good morning, Tim. Yes, good morning. How's everything out there? Are you all already set up at Applebee's? Uh, yes, sir. We're here at Applebee's and uh, enjoying this beautiful weather here in Spartanburg, South Carolina. Well, we can't thank you enough. And uh, like I say, uh, uh, historic Trans Am racing is the most popular one of the most popular things that they are, and and we love your car, and appreciate you rolling it out, and uh, hopefully a lot of people will come out there and look at it. Now, like I say, me and you and Perry uh, look at it, and uh, I want to look at a few things, and, and I, there's no doubt in documentation or nothing, but uh, I, I, I think the car is beautiful, and, and I took one look, and it come out of Budmore Engineering. Yeah. Now, y'all had to take a pretty good ride to get here. Can you tell us a little bit about that? 
Uh, coming up from Tuscaloosa, Alabama, uh, it's about a, about a six-hour drive, and Dale Sale and I uh, came up yesterday and enjoyed the enjoyed the drive and enjoyed the visit with you guys yesterday afternoon, and and uh, this just a great feeling to be up here. To be honest with you, in the Budmore atmosphere is what I call it. <laughs> Well, you see his pictures on the wall there inside of Applebee's. He and Greg uh, sort of plastered all over the place there. Yeah, we we see that, and uh, and it's it's just uh, a good feeling to be up here. We went by the old shop and we visited there this morning, and it just kind of really felt at home, uh, knowing that that's where the car was actually what I call born at, and uh, and and it was it that's where it was built and completed and uh and then shipped out of there so we it was just kind of like a good good reunion with the car of where it was originated from now where did y'all find it where, where did where did you uh, obtain the car and what kind of shape was it in? Um, yeah th- this car was uh, uh bud bought the car on march the 13th of 1969 after taking a customer's order from a fav- famous Mexican race car driver named Moses Solana. And he bought it March the 13th in, at Chesney Ford, uh, well, Henderson Ford up in Chesney, South Carolina. And in 23 days, he converted it into a full-blown road racing Trans Am-style Mustang uh, using the Ford's new Boss 302 engine. And he delivered it down to San Antonio, Texas, April the 5th. And um, Moses Solana won his first race on debut the first time he raced the car. So it made this Mustang uh, actually, uh, it's the first Bud Moore 1969 Mustang to win a race anywhere in the world. That's fascinating. Uh, I, know, I didn't know any of that. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, I, I know that, that Bud raced the Botany uh, 200 down in February with uh, the Mustangs and the Boss engines, but um, I think they burned up a transmission or something. They didn't finish the race. But uh, anyway, this, this car, after uh, Moses Solana had passed away in a, in a Can-Am-type car crash, oh, no. uh, the car... Yeah, the car got sold to uh, Freddie Van Buren, which a lot of the Shelby guys know who Freddie Van Buren is. He raced for Shelby, and he was a, another successful Mexican race car driver. And, and Freddie drove it for a few years, and then it basically just kind of sat for uh, a few years. And then a, a famous uh, American Shelby slash uh, vintage car collector uh, went down to Mexico, and as he told me, he said, Tim, in one swath, I brought back 12 race cars, and they were mostly American race cars. Uh, some of the old Sunoco, dra- uh, Sunoco Camaros and the Penske Javelins and stuff like wow. that. When old race cars died away here in the United States, a lot of them went down to Mexico. I didn't know and, that. Uh, yeah, and anyway, the, uh, the car stayed... In the collector's hands, uh, he bought it in 1988, and uh, I found out about the car in 1989, and actually drove out to then Dallas, Texas, 
and look at the car and me being so young and it not having any American racing history, I kind of passed on the car. And it's probably a good thing that I did because I would not have been as good of a steward of the car as I am today. Now, it's a beautiful car. It's the configuration you have it in, like the original configuration that uh, the gentleman from Mexico drove it in? It is. I, I chose to uh, to restore it as the first day that it raced. So all of the decals and livery are exactly, or I tried to duplicate exactly uh, how he how he first raced it. It's beautiful. And I was able to obtain some original photographs that were in color to kind of match up everything. And and uh, every all the decals on the car are correct except uh, two. <laughs> anyway. That's kind of unique because when I came up here to visit uh, uh, Mr. Bud in 2016 and, would, and was discussing this car with him, he remembered it very well and told me a few things about it and remembered the Solana um, guy ordering the car. And I happened to have a couple of new old stock Budmore engineering decals that I got him to sign. And he told me, he said, uh, son, if you ever get the car, he said, put these on the car. Yeah, I saw it. I saw it earlier. Greg, you want to say something real quick? Yeah, we got to go. I, I just want to say something real quick. Uh, uh, we, we don't have a lot of time, and we're going to meet you here shortly. Uh, but uh, Tim's got a lot of stuff to, to say. He 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 likes the Crimson Tide, and and we're right. gonna have to cut him short just a minute. But we're gonna be seeing him live here in about fifteen minutes. But we got to go over some stuff, Tim, and uh, we'll see you here shortly. And can't thank you and Dale okay. enough. Yep, it's out at Applebee's on East Main Street. If anybody wants to go out, out there. Out Chris. It's there already. You yep. don't have to wait for us. Go out there and have a look at it. Get your picture. I guess they'll let you, let you get your picture made next Come to it. On, we'll, let you, we'll let you sit in the car, take your photo, and be a part of history. That sounds great. Tim, thank you so much for coming on, and we'll be seeing you in about 20 minutes. All right. Thank you. Thank you. That was great. I didn't know all that history, Greg. That, I, you said something about Falmer drove it, but... uh. That's it's that's a fascinating. He bought in Chesney at the Ford dealership. Okay. Now, now let me tell you, the only difference is uh, Carcraft, which was Ford's chassis guys or whatever. Yeah. Uh, this car was actually built by us, right? And he had to be more stocked than NASCAR with these things. And that car it was built by Bud Engineering, like as a prototype. Yeah. It's not a Carcraft car, but it. We build it. Well, it's a Bud Moore car, and it's beautiful, and uh, I've already seen it. Uh, I meant to tell Tim that Lanny's already got a picture of it on the website that I took this morning. So let me hit some things real quick. Did you have something you say real yeah, quick? One thing on TV tonight at 8 o'clock on NBC, it's a TV show called Inspiring America, the 2021 Inspiration List. On that list is Bubba Wallace. And he's going to be interviewed by Wofford College's own Craig Melvin, who is a, a, a news announcer on NBC. Okay, great. Now, what time is that? 8 o'clock NBC. All right, here we go. All right, let me touch on Xfinity. We've got to talk real quickly about uh, the race last week. They were going along and having a good race, and the sun was shining bright, and all of a sudden this dark cloud came over and cut loose. 
as uh, Jeremy was um, just cruising back in 14th where he started, hadn't hit anything, and they had had a couple of um, accidents. In fact, there was a big wreck, the three, two or three cars right behind him. Yeah. So uh, now he had, he had, it was making a move really because he had, had he had lost ground. So and he had made it back up to 14th. Yep. Uh, yeah, you're exactly right. But um, Jeb Burton won the race again for Matthew Collig. And uh, Austin Sendrick was second. A.J. Allmendinger was third for Collig. Fourth was Riley Herbst. Fifth, Ryan Sieg. Sixth, Noah Cragson. Seventh, Brandon Brown. Eighth, Justin Haley. Another Collig car. Ninth was Miat Snyder. And tenth, Harrison Burton. The point standings, even with a 14th place finish, some other guys uh, bent their cars up a little bit. Um, like uh, Ty Dillon and um, Michael Annette and some other people, Josh Berry, which benefited greatly Jeremy Clements. Jerry moved up from ninth to eighth in the standings. He is a scant four points ahead of Justin Allgaier and Noah Craxton, so that's pretty tight. But he's 18 points behind uh, Miat Snyder in seventh. But... Uh, He's uh, he's in good shape. He's in the best shape he has ever been in his entire career at this point in any season. You know, he's never been this 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 well off. So uh, we're looking for great things with uh, him at Darlington next week and driving, uh, of course, with Fox Sports Spartanburg on the car. The trucks run today. I'll get that time for you in just a second. Uh, they're out at Kansas. John Hunter Nemechek is on the pole and is the points leader. Uh, the second... Uh, uh, second spot is Kyle Busch, third Ben Rhodes, and fourth Johnny Sauter. That's the starting lineup. The points is John Hunter Nemechek is first, Ben Rhodes is second, and Sheldon Creed is third. I know I'm hurrying through this stuff. I've got to get to Indy real quick because that was a... They raced at a St. Petersburg last week, and that track is so tight. I mean, I don't know how they don't wreck every lap, but uh, Jimmy Johnson almost did. He, uh, I tell you, I'm just not impressed Alan, I, I don't know what to tell you. He uh, he started way back and he finished the uh, last of the cars running. He uh, got in one point there where he was off the track far enough where he had sort of nosed into uh, the tire barrier and they were uh, telling him to put it in reverse. I didn't know they had a reverse. Uh, and at that point, I think that's when they showed that steering wheel um, that I think it cost like a million dollars or something, but how about all those buttons on there? And you say they have the same thing on the Daytona prototypes pretty much, right? Yeah, I went up there and visited my brother up there at Action Motorsports, and their steering wheels is pretty much the same way as far as them guys. If they want to drink water, they just push a button on the steering push wheel. Push a button. Push a button. On the steering wheel, and you got things. Uh, I know they had one there that he said they didn't use on the road course. I guess it was for the... the well, these boys here, since they got independent rear suspension stuff like that, they got sway bars on the front and rear. You can actually push a button, and they'll change the angle of the bars on the rear and angles of the bars. But I, I think they stuff. said they don't use that on the road course. But they had buttons but, for everything else. You had all your gear changes, the clutch, the okay, radio. It's, it's all right here on your I mean, there's wheel. about yeah. ten buttons on you, there, but you the one that killed me was the water button. Yeah, you, <laughs> you, don't, see, you don't see them boys reaching down and grabbing the gear shift yeah. and pushing the clutch. No, no, no. They uh, just, uh, they push just the pass. Yeah. The, the the extra juice that they can... Yeah, now, t- tell us about that push to pass. What, I, well, we don't have much time. <laughs> can we talk about that next week? Let, let me do, go. Because I, I keep well, hearing... Well, you get so many seconds during the race like, to push to pass. You know, but 
once you've done that, you know, it gives the car extra power. So you and only get a, a certain amount. Yeah, but and you, I think it only do fuel too. Yeah, yeah. there's a pro and a con about that. Using up a whole lot more fuel, and some of these races are won on fuel strain. And I think they also, um, I think it'll only go for like ten seconds at a time. They might say, I don't. Well, I'll find out more about it. But they give you a minute. Say yeah. they give you a minute's yeah. worth. So you got so many uh, seconds. Like yeah. you could hit it. For ten seconds or two seconds or whatever you need to get by somebody, you don't you don't use it in the turns. It's Probably yeah. not. It's kind of like nitrous oxide. Yeah, yeah well, remember, exactly. And they, yeah, yeah. And they do have uh, they do have two different tires they use. They got a, a, a rubber, a, a, a hard and a soft. A, a hard and a soft. That's well put. Okay, let me get to this. Um, Colton Herta won the race and he led ninety seven laps and that was just about all of them of a hundred lap race. Uh, Joseph Newgarten was second. Simon Pagano was third. Jack Harvey fourth. Scott Dixon fifth. Takuma Sato was sixth, the uh, Indy uh, defending champion. And uh, Marcus Erickson seventh. Will Power eighth. Renus VK ninth. And Sebastian Bourdais tenth. He drives for AJ Foyt. He is doing really good. Where uh, AJ's other driver, Dalton Kellett, is doing nothing. And. Um, Staying at the back the whole time. I don't know if that's something they his daddy bought for him or what. But anyway, Jimmy Johnson came in 22nd. He was last among the cars running. And um, uh, he started 23rd. And he's just, he hasn't impressed me on anything he's driven this year. Of course, now he has said that his aim right now is just to finish. Well, he he, he has. <laughs> he has finished. I give him that much. The point standings after uh, two races. Alex Polo was second. I mean, his first. Will Power second, Scott Dixon third, Colton Herter fourth, and Simon Pagano fifth. I'll stop it right there. Well, I go one more. Uh, uh, Sebastian Bourdais is tied for sixth with Renus VK. Sebastian's my man since he drives for AJ Foyt. Now I got to jump quickly to television because I'm running out of time. The television today. Uh, Arca is at one thirty on uh, FS1. That's at Kansas. At 4 o'clock is Indy qualifying on NBCSN at Texas. And then they're going to run tonight the first of a double header if the weather clears up and it did not look good yesterday. Today looks a little better, and by tonight it may have cleared out. The uh, IndyCar, the first double header, I think this is like a 340-mile race or, or kilometer race, starts at 7.30 and goes Exactly, and that's on NBCSN. It goes exactly head-to-head with the Camping World Truck Series race at Kansas. So uh, I'll be flipping back, and that's on FS1. I'll be switching back and forth between the two, but I guarantee you the IndyCar race will be something to see. Sunday morning, 9.55, Formula One is in Portugal. The NASCAR uh, Cup race is at 3 o'clock at Kansas. Indy qualifying for the second race at Texas of the doubleheaders at 4 o'clock. And at um, uh, 5 o'clock to 7 o'clock is the second Texas race. And those are on NBCSN. Got 30 seconds. You can have 10 of them. I don't need 10, though, Al. Alan, go ahead. Uh, get out here and support your local racetrack. A lot of good racing going on at Harris and Cherokee Speedway tonight. And that's exactly right. And plus, Let's go to Applebee's. Go to Applebee's. And um, see this Bud Moore Mustang. It's a beauty. Get your picture in it. He said you could even sit in it. So uh, that sounds like a pretty good deal. I may have to sit in it just to say I did. Appreciate everybody listening. That was a action-packed 
show. We, uh, I don't think we could have squeezed in any more guests. Cover to cover. Okay, uh, Natalie, get our table ready. We're coming to look at the race cars and eat some food. Keep it between the fences. You've been listening to Start Your Engines. Tune in each Saturday morning at 10 during the season for the very latest in auto racing news, interviews, and guests from around the sport. To find out more or order Perry Allen Woods books on motorsports, visit McFarlandBooks.com. Start Your Engines has been a presentation of Fox Sports Spartanburg, LLC. All rights reserved. Your home for Presbyterian College Blue Host Football is Fox Sports 1400. WSPG Spartanburg. Now on FM at 98.3.